This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, podcast featuring women in sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here. I'm a sex addict. I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. So I'm excited to revisit our step work series that I started way long ago. It feels like forever ago, a couple years ago. Um, We started by doing a series of episodes on the 12 steps of recovery. And I got up to about nine and then the whole crisis happened with my mom and things just kind of, you know, were touch and go there for, I don't know, about a year. <laughs> it seems like forever for about a year. And uh, and so I want to pick that up, back up and finish our 12 step series. So today we're going to start with step 10. We continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Um, and we're going to, we're going to talk about that and we're going to go through some things and some ideas around that step. Um, and we're going to do kind of a series like we did before. So we'll have four episodes on step 10. Um, before we jump into that episode though, I've got a few things I just want to cover real quick. Um, so if you have been listening recently, you know that we've started, um, a series of intensives, a partnership between worth recovery and Healing Paths, this thing, the Thanks for Sharing podcast with John and Jackie. Uh, we're offering a series of intensives around familial or yeah, family and dating and relationships, really around relationships and being relational. Our first one's coming up just in a, about a week and a half in June. June. Um, and that one's full. So yeah, dating and recovery, it's full and we're super excited about that. And the, the response has been so great that we're going to offer a second one in October. So if you are interested in dating and recovery and would like to be involved, and um, we would love to have you in October at our October date, you can find that information. There's a link from our website, worthrecovery.com, or you can go directly to one layer deeper spelled out O N E L A Y E R D E E P E R.com one layer deeper.com. Because there's one more layer, there's always one more layer to dig a little bit deeper in your recovery. And um, I have found a lot of that's relationship oriented. So if you're interested in dating and recovery, we'd love to have you. We're going to do a little report on it when we get back from our first intensive and really talk about how it went and what we discussed and all those great things. So we'll catch you on that flip side. So dating and recovery, you can find on the website. Also, we have um, our sponsor academy so excited about this. It's going to start this week. Can't wait. So there are still a few spots left if you'd like to join us for the Sponsorship Academy. Yeah, learn how to be a sponsor. Learn how to take your sponsoring to the next level. Maybe you never had a sponsor and you need to figure out how to work the 12 steps. This would be a great opportunity for you. So we would love to have you. There are still spaces open. Um, So get on the website and find out about that. The Sponsor Academy. And then, of course, we have our events coming up, the Courage Conference, coming up in August and September. 
So all that great information, opportunities for you to connect with other women in recovery and really grow your support network and healing, which is what I love about events and uh, opportunities where I get to interact with you is that I heal a little bit more and you heal a little bit more and we're able to kind of put some pieces together in our life. So I would love to see you at any or all of those events. Uh, if you have additional questions or you're just not sure, you can always reach out to me, amy, A-M-Y, at worthrecovery.com. Um, I'd love to hear from you about any of that going on. Okay, so let's jump into step 10. Um, I saw a meme this week. It said that there is nothing in nature that blooms all year long. So don't expect yourself to do so either. I loved that because I am coming out of a winter portion of my life and into a spring portion of my life um, where I feel like I'm growing and I feel like there's expansive air space and room and all sorts of things. And I'm excited to be returning to podcasting a little bit more regularly after a long year of spotty episodes. There are definitely seasons of our lives, seasons where we have more than enough to give and we can bloom. And seasons where we go into hibernation and we have to take care of ourselves. I, like I said, I'm on my way out of a hibernation phase. And I'm grateful to all of you who have stood with me and supported me through my hibernation. We have people in our lives who go into hibernation. Sometimes we know what is going on and we can accept them and support what's happening. But many times people go into hibernation and we don't even know what's going on. We can choose to make judgments. Many of us do that. I make, I do that too as well. Um, And maybe I take their hibernation personally, like it's my fault. I did something wrong because they're not reaching out as much or because things are a little bit more complicated in their lives. And so they're not as great of a friend as maybe we anticipated or thought. However, I found that kind of judgment to be very non-productive. What we can do is make the most generous assumptions about others, as Brene Brown would tell us, and let them go into hibernation, respect their need to sleep, and welcome them back with open arms when they are ready to come back. And I just wanted to thank you for doing that for me. I've been worried that coming back to podcasting on a regular basis, um, that that maybe you wouldn't accept me after my long year and trial of trying to figure things out with my mom and my grief and just a variety of things. And so I'm just grateful to all of you who have welcomed me back with open arms and who have been so gracious during this time period of hibernation for me. So I'm grateful to be back. Uh, Like I said earlier, this month, June, we are going to be talking about step 10. Um, As we did previously, we'll spend kind of three episodes discussing the principles of the steps, kind of the principles behind that step. And then the final episode, we will discuss methods for working this step in our lives. So for the month of June, that's what we're going to work on is step 10. So step 10, like I said earlier, step 10 reads, we continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. So this week, I want to focus on those very first two words of this step. We continued. 
We continued. Those two words might seem a little bit innocuous, right? They just seem kind of benign. We continued. And yet we in recovery know that continuing in recovery is part of the major challenge that we have in recovery in general. Continuing down this road, down this path that we've started is one of the hardest things that we do in recovery is continuing to stay in recovery. So I want to share just a quick story this week. I went to the dentist last week. I'm not like, I don't hate the dentist. It doesn't scare me or anything, but I'm not super fond of going. And I had a cavity. So that's horrible. And, but more than the little tiny cavity that I have, which they won't even fill because it's too small. And she said I had to wait, which is fine. Um, but the like the depth of the skin around my teeth is is starting to um, get smaller. I don't even know how to say that right. But basically, like my gum line is receding a little bit. There you go. That's how you say it. And That's normal, she told me, for my age and where I'm at and all that good stuff. So, But she did say, you need to make sure that you are diligently brushing for the full two minutes um, that we recommend as dentists. Because when we don't do that, we leave things in between our gum line and all those things. She gave me this really big lecture. But it was nice. I really like her, so it's not like it was bad. But two minutes, that it was really imperative that we brush for two minutes. And I was like, okay, I brush for two minutes. I'm not worried about that. So I got home and I was like, I brush for two minutes. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to set a timer because I know I brush for two minutes, but I'm going to use my phone and just set a two minute timer and make sure that I'm brushing for two minutes because I wanted to see. Because I think I'm pretty sure I'm brushing for two minutes. So I wanted to check and make sure of that. Now, I have an electric toothbrush, you know, Oral-B. It's awesome. I love it. So I start my toothbrush, I start my timer, and I brush my teeth. No big deal, right? Well, you know, about 90 seconds, I'm like, oh my gosh, has it been two minutes already? It has got to be two minutes already. And I'm watching my phone, like waiting for my phone to just tick off those seconds, right? And all of a sudden, like, I'm almost to two minutes. I'm just almost there. And all of a sudden, my toothbrush starts to vibrate. It vibrates. It, like, you know, goes dee, 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 dee. Like, the motor stops for a second, and then it just continues going. But it did this little, like, weird vibrating thing that I've never seen before. And I, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, there's something wrong with my toothbrush, right? And so I turn it off, and then my my uh, two minute timer goes off. I turn that off and I'm looking at my toothbrush and I'm like, oh, wait, does my toothbrush have a two minute timer? All of a sudden I realized my toothbrush has a two minute timer. You guys, my toothbrush has a two minute timer and I didn't know that. I've been brushing with this toothbrush for like mm, three years, I think. Three years I've had this electric toothbrush and my toothbrush has a two minute timer. And I tested it out again just to make sure. Like, I turned it on, turned on my phone, like, looked at the timer. Yes, it has a two-minute timer. And I was, I don't even know the right word. First, I laughed at myself. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I tried to time myself for two minutes with my phone when my toothbrush has a two-minute timer. And then as the night wore on a little bit, I realized, wait, there is a lesson here, right? 
This is the lesson. I assumed I had been brushing for two minutes. I counted to 60 twice in my head. That's two minutes, right? That's what they say. Or they say if you sing the happy birthday song, that's two minutes. So you can sing happy birthday in your head while you brush your teeth and, you know, you brushed for two minutes. I've been doing that for, let's see, I'm 42. So I've been doing that for, I don't know, at least probably 20 years, counting to 120 in my head. That's two minutes and brushing, right? And, uh, I've been wrong this entire time. I've been underestimating what two minutes feels like on a toothbrush in my mouth. I have been getting it wrong. In the last three years, I even had a timer that would help me, and yet I was still getting it wrong. And as I thought about that and the work that I was doing and to prepare for step 10, it kind of like all came together for me when I realized that For a lot of us in doing step work, we do some step work and we, by the time we get here to step 10, right, our life is very different. It is so different. Uh, We are acting differently. We're responding differently. We're talking differently. Things in our lives have, you know, some, some of it has resolved completely. Some of it's going away. We've done our amends in step nine. We've done a total house cleaning in step four. We feel very differently about life. And a lot of us get here to step 10 and we do what I do, what I did with brushing my teeth, which is, oh yeah, I work step 10. I, I do my house cleaning on a daily basis. I do these things and we're not quite hitting the mark. Or maybe we get to step 10 and we're like, oh yeah, 10, 11, 12, I'm done. I've been doing that all along. Connecting with my higher power, taking care of my you know, house cleaning, helping others, that's step 12. I've been doing those things all along. I don't have to really focus on them. And we do what I've been doing with brushing my teeth, which is underestimating the actual effort that we're putting forth in recovery. And so these first two words of step 10, we continued are important to really spend some time and think about what is it that we're continuing to do? What is it that, what does that mean that we continued? And so I have in front of me a stack of five books, recovery books. We're going to go through, what does this mean when I say we continued? Okay. We're going to start with uh, the big book, the AA big book. This is on page 84. And this is where step 10 starts. And it says, This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. So we're continuing to take personal inventory and continuing to set right mistakes. Okay, the book continues. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue for our lifetime. I like how it says our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. That's part of we continued. We continued to grow in understanding and effectiveness. We could just stop at step nine, but then we're not continuing this process of understanding and effectiveness. And this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. I also like in the big book how they talk about how all the steps are suggestions, right? 
<laughs> um, I like how it says, you know, this is the program of recovery as suggested, right? Suggestions that we can work. So this thought, step 10, suggests that we take personal inventory. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. So two of the things that we're continuing to do is to take personal inventory, continuing to focus on our actions. And we're going to focus our whole next episode on personal inventory. And also that we continue to set things right, which we're going to focus our third episode on. What does that look like? But then also that we continue to grow in effectiveness and understanding, right? If we stop here, step nine, and we don't get to continue in our effectiveness and understanding, we're missing out. We are missing out on a lot of the things that the steps bring to us and can bring to our life. So we continued is an important part of step 10. We continued. Okay, I want to read from uh, Sex Addicts Anonymous about some of the things that we continued to do. So this is page 52 in the Green Book, the SAA Green Book. It says, in the 10th step, we embrace the discipline of regular spiritual housekeeping, cleaning, house cleaning. Just as we took action to repair the damage we caused in the past, we continue taking inventory of our behavior and making amends when needed in our lives today. Working step 10 helps us deal with our shortcomings on a daily basis. Even with our best efforts, we make mistakes. We are human and we fall short of the mark regularly, even when we are abstinent from our addictive sexual behaviors. In taking the 10th step, we commit to keeping our house in order, whether old failings reappear or new ones arise, as they inevitably will. So we continue the discipline. We embrace the discipline of regular spiritual house cleaning. So that's another one of the things we continue, um, is that discipline that we've developed so far in the steps. We continue to be disciplined in our approach to recovery. We can stop here. I know lots of people who do. <laughs> and if we don't continue to embrace that discipline then that we've developed as we've worked the steps, then we're not going to continue to move to the next level of recovery. Recovery is a level up program. And part of we continue in step 10 is that we continue to level up. We continue to look for more ways and more things that we can do to work our recovery and take it to that next level. Okay, I want to return. Um, well, this is the 12 and 12, so another AA book, uh, the 12 and 12. This is on step 10. This is on page 88. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here. It says, As we work the first nine steps, we prepare ourselves for the adventure of a new life. But when we approach step 10, we commence to put our AA way of living to practical use day by day, in fair weather or foul. Then comes the acid test. Can we stay sober, keep an emotional balance, and live to good purpose under all conditions? A continuous look at our assets and liabilities and a real desire to learn and grow by this means are necessities for us. We alcoholics have learned this the hard way. More experienced people, of course, in all times and places have practiced unsparing self-survey and criticism. For the wise have always known that no one can make much of his life until self-searching becomes a regular habit, until he is able to admit and accept that he finds what he finds, and until he patiently and persistently tries to correct what is wrong. 
So there's a few things in those paragraphs that I love. So we talk about we continue. What do we continue to do? So we continue to prepare ourselves for the adventure of a new life, it tells us. We continue to put our knowledge that we've gained into practice every day, no matter the conditions that we're in. As we get to step 10, because our lives are a little bit better, sometimes we slack off on some of the habits that we've developed in recovery. And step 10 tells us we we can't do that. We can't slack off. We have to see if we can, this book says, keep an emotional, stay sober, keep an emotional balance, and live to good purpose under all conditions. So that means that we have to continue, like we read in the green book, to embrace discipline. Also, I love this idea, um, for the wise have always known that no one can make much of his life until self-searching becomes a regular habit until he is able to admit and accept what he finds, and until he patiently and persistently tries to correct what is wrong. So what we're going to do really is take these things that we've done, steps four through nine, um, house cleaning, right? Look at what we've done wrong, where we've done wrong, what our personal liabilities are, our character defects. We're going to continue to look at those on a regular basis. And... Even just continuing to look at those and accept those is something that we have to continue to do. I remember when I first worked um, steps six, seven, and eight and kind of really worked on my character defects. And then I had done that work. And then, you know, I don't know, three, four months later, something popped up at work and like my defects just were like on Blair, right? Like they were just shouting at everyone all the time, particularly me. And I remember saying to my sponsor, I've done this work. Why are these defects coming up again? Why? (laughs) And her telling me that, you know, when we do that work, the word remove, right? We talked about this when we talked about uh, those steps. The word remove means that we are constantly doing it again. Re means again and again and again. So remove means I'm moving those defects again and again and again and again and again. It doesn't mean that they go away forever, It's something that we do over and over. And so we have to be willing in step 10 to continue to look at our character defects, to continue to work on removing those out of our way for that moment through the, with the help of our higher power. And so until this whole self-searching becomes a regular habit, until he is able to admit and accept what he finds, and until he patiently and persistently tries to correct what is wrong, we can't make much of our lives. And I, I just love that idea. Those are some of the things we have to continue when we hit step 10. We continued. We continue to look at our defects. We continue to accept our defects. We continue to work on removing our defects. We continued that whole piece. So those are, again, some of the things that we continue when we look at step 10. Okay, next I want to turn to... Um, the SLAA book, I was always taught it was called the purple book. So the SLAA book, um, this is on page 96 when we talk about step 10. And this, uh, we're going to read a lot from this book because, well, in our other episodes, because th- this explanation of step 10, I think is really, really great. So 
I'm going to read the first two paragraphs again on page 96. We found that we now felt remarkably free of the burdens of guilt and longings of the past. However, if we continue the lifetime process, oh, sorry. However, if we were to continue the lifetime process of reconciliation and intimacy with ourselves and others, we would need to learn how to process life as it was happening day by day. That's so true for me. If I want to continue to feel good about my relationships with others, I have to learn how to process. I have to continue to process my life as it happens day by day. Okay, going back to the book. The blockage which had kept the poison of our undigested past um the blockage which had kept the poison of our undigested past buried within had been cleared. But we needed to stay current with our emotions and needs or the same poisonous stagnation would build up again. So again, we continue, right, to stay current with our emotions and needs. Okay, next paragraph. We still had many troublesome feelings and reactions to people or circumstances in our lives. Sudden anger could still sweep through us, triggered by something someone said or did, and it often seemed to us that others were even trying to cause this response. Or people with whom we had casual contact sometimes seemed to be offering subtle or not so subtle, signals of romantic or sexual interest, which could leave us feeling quite off balance. In groups of people, or even at SLAA meetings, we occasionally could be struck suddenly tongue-tied, unable to communicate, or even on even the most basic level. I love this description. We'll get back to the book in a second. I love this description because it's so real about we're just because we're at step 10 doesn't mean that we're ready to magically apply all of the things that we've learned on a daily basis. That's why we have to continue. We continued. We did these, the house cleaning things, this big inventory. We faced our defects. We did them all in a grand scale, you know, this really big scale for the, cause our whole life up until this point, we hadn't really been doing that. So we'd done it on this huge scale. And now the book tells us, right, that we've got to do it day by day in every situation, whether that's in our meeting or that's with people in our lives, whatever relationship it is, we have to be able to do those things quickly on a day by day, minute by minute, event by event basis. Um, I love this, like, you know, occasionally it tells us we are suddenly tongue tied, unable to communicate on even the most basic level. It goes on to describe a little bit more about um, what that feels like and those types of things. And then we get this paragraph that talks um, a little bit more about that and then kind of gives us what we need to continue to do. It says, one area in which we often experienced difficulty was in continuing to be open and forthright about our feelings and motives and our expectations of others. We would hide disappointment, hurt, fear, or anger under a facade of acceptance. We would keep silent about the mild fantasies that came to mind over some person with whom we had repeated contact, assuring ourselves privately that of course we would do nothing about it. We found that it was not enough to have the intention to avoid wrongs. We had to put into action on a continuous, continuing basis, the principles we had used in our inventories and amend making. We had to concentrate on making frequent appraisals throughout our day of our own intentions and shortcomings. So we have to continue, right? Continue the principles that we had used in the previous steps. So I love the way that uh, SLAA describes this 
um, this whole principle of continuing and how we can continue to make that happen. Okay, and then the last book I want to read from today, I haven't read a whole lot from this book before on the podcast, is uh, Adult Children of Alcoholics, so the ACA book. And this is by far, I would say, well, I don't know, the largest big book I've seen (laughs) of any of the 12-step fellowships. And there's so many great, great things in here. But um, I just want to read a couple paragraphs from page 252, right? So goes through all the steps and talks to us. So ACA is the Adult Children of Alcoholic and Dysfunctional Families. It's my secondary fellowship that I attend in working the 12 steps. And it says, Step 10 helps us apply what we are learning in meetings and to gauge our daily progress. In step 10, we are making a statement to hang on to the hard-won changes we are employing in our lives. I love that. We continue to hang on to the hard-won changes we are employing in our lives. We are living with more honesty and affirmation of ourselves. So again, things that we have to continue to do. Live with more honesty and affirmation of ourselves. We realize we don't have to act perfect or flawless to be loved or accepted. We can make errors and laugh at ourselves without feeling shame. We are less fearful of people and their opinions of us. We are trying out new ways of thinking and acting, but we must be diligent, that's continuing, if we are to follow through with our recovery process. We will not change overnight, and the tendency to pick up old habits is tempting at times. ACA is not an easy program to work, but the rewards are great for those who try with sincerity. Step 10 helps us polish the spiritual principles we are learning and using in our daily lives. To remain spiritually fit, we must continue, we have another list here, to attend meetings, share our feelings, and help others. By helping others on the path of recovery, we help ourselves to learn to break our isolation. We get out of ourselves and contribute to the well-being of our ACA support group. With Step 10, our personal and spiritual lives improve gradually. So another list of some great things that we have to continue doing when we get to step 10. We have to continue to attend meetings, continue to share our feelings, continue to help others. We have to continue to follow through on our recovery process. I did an episode a while ago um, called The Price That We Pay for Recovery. And we talked there about how everyone has the level of recovery that they are willing to pay the price for. And I really believe that step 10 starts to really speak to that when we say we continued. We continued. We continued to attend meetings. We continued to live these principles in all of our affairs, in all of our life, throughout our life. We continued to help others. We continued our search for higher power and spirituality in our lives. We continued to break out of our isolation. We continued to do the daily things necessary for recovery. And that is how we start and begin step 10, by continuing all the work that we've done in the past. If we continue, we are working step 10. We're starting to work that step 10 in our lives. Um, Last thing I want to share with you today on this topic is a quote by Aristotle. It says, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is not an act, but a habit. I love that idea. We are what we repeatedly do. 
If we want to continue in recovery, if we want to stay sober, we are what we repeatedly do. So we stay sober. If we want to change the way we interact with people, then we continue to change that. And we have to do it on a repeated basis. All the things we have to do, we have to do on a repeated basis if we want to stay in recovery. So recovery is something that we get to do. Not everyone gets this opportunity to learn about and practice the spiritual principles of recovery. We are freely given a new way of life by those that came before us. And it is truly, I feel, an honor and a privilege to even have access to the 12 steps and to work them in my life. So I'm glad to be working this and continuing to work these principles in my life. I know that as we do that, our recovery continues to level up and we get to go into those higher levels, those advanced recovery levels and look at things a little bit differently in our lives. I hope that today you can find the courage to continue whatever it is that you're working on. If you're just working on step one from the very beginning, if you're just barely brand new to recovery and you're just starting to figure things out for sobriety, whatever you do, continue to do it. Whatever you're working on in recovery, continue to work on it. That's part of working the steps as we continued. We continue to do these things over and over again. Next time we talk about step 10 in our next episode, we're going to talk about personal inventory because step 10 tells us we continued to take personal inventory. So we're going to talk about that personal inventory piece, what that looks like, why we do that, and uh, look at maybe even some suggestions on what we look for when we take personal inventory. So we're going to work on that next. And then episode three, and then episode three will be about when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So what exactly, why do we do that? How do we do that? What exactly can that look like? And then in step, and then the fourth episode, um, we'll talk a little bit about how you can work this in your lives. So I'm excited to get back to these step works because step work episodes, because the steps are really, truly a way of life for so many of us and can really contribute to the quality of our life and our recovery. So I hope that that has helped you today. I hope that you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter what step you're working on, no matter what it is that you're struggling with today, that you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. I think women struggle so much with feeling that self-value. And I want you to know that I know that you are worth recovery today and every day. And if you don't believe that, you can just trust me until you get there because you are. (laughs) And I see you today, wherever you're at and whatever's going on. And I just want you to know that I think about you and I pray for you and I love you. Until next time, Amy.
legal stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.